Praise God, we are so delighted to have you with us today to our Abundant Life Family Church online broadcast. I'm Pastor Monty, this is Pastor Don, Hello. and we believe that God has got something special in store for you once again today. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. His Amen. word has been settled in heaven, and we need to allow it to be settled in our hearts, mm -hmm. because God's word is never going to change. God loves us. He's got a plan for us in these last days, and once again, as we've said on many broadcast before, there's nothing to be afraid of as a believer that's following Jesus in these last days. That's right. God has perfect protection and provision for us. And thank God for that. Mm -hmm. As we uh, get into the word of God, before we do, we want to remind you that we're going to be receiving communion at the end of the service today. And uh, we'd like you to participate with us. Praise God. We can as believers. And also too, we want to say, especially uh, thank you to all those who uh, faithfully support us and help us make this possible Amen. in our church. And great things are happening, and we're so thankful that Jesus is alive and well. Yes, Hallelujah. Amen. So let's go to the word and prayer as we begin our service together today. Father, we, we thank you, and we are so deeply and gratefully humbled at your precious word and being able to have insight in these last days concerning your will, your plan, your purposes for our life. Mm -hmm. So today, Lord God, as we look into your precious word, we ask the Holy Spirit to open it up to our hearts, enlighten our darkness, you, help us in every way. And Father God, we thank you for every person that's tuned in and listening today to hear by your spirit and to receive edification and have their faith built up in the Lord Jesus Christ. And for that, we are eternally grateful, and we thank you for every need met. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Well, praise God. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. And uh, then we're going to go to the book of Jeremiah. But as we begin this here for the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at the importance of our personal prayer life and corporate prayer life because as all of us know, we have upcoming elections, perhaps the most important elections in the history of our nation. God is going to move as we pray. Yes, as is. John Wesley said many years ago, and others echoed pretty much the same sentiments, that it seems that God is limited by our prayer life. It seems that he can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. Mm -hmm. Others have said pretty much the same thing. But it bears out as truth. Right. God moves on earth because someone asks him, because someone believes him, because someone takes his word to him in prayer and takes hold of his promises. And that allows him to do what he wants to do here on earth. Amen. Because we're the body of Christ and the head is in heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ sitting at the right hand of the Father. Mm -hmm. And the head can do nothing except the body move in sync with the head. The head can desire certain things to happen, but unless the body bring it to fulfillment, it's not going to happen. So God has a plan in these last days, and he wants us to pray, particularly as we're looking in here the next few sessions, on the subject of praying for our nation. Mm -hmm. All right? Amen. So with 1 Timothy chapter 2, and you might highlight these scriptures if you don't have them highlighted already. It says, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, 
for kings, and for all that are in authority. So that covers everyone. Mm -hmm. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ, and I lie not. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Today as we begin and we look at this verse of Scripture, it lays bare the fact that God wants us to pray for our country. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned a few moments ago, we need to be praying. These elections are so important coming up. And the Bible tells us that when the righteous are in authority, men rejoice. Amen. But when the wicked rule or in, are, are in charge, they moan, mm -hmm. they groan, they're unhappy. And so... As Christians, we have a God-given responsibility to do something about the leadership of this nation. And obviously, we need to go vote. We have that privilege in America to do that. Not all nations have that privilege. Mm -hmm. And we also need to vote in the prayer closet. In other words, we need to side in with God and allow God to have his way because we are coming to him on the basis of his word. And God hastens his word to perform it. Praise God. And that. as we saw there, Paul told and exhorted Timothy to put first things first. In other words, go ahead and pray that for all these leaders, mm -hmm. in whatever position they are, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. So there's a direct result to our praying when we pray scripturally, when we're praying for the leaders. We want them to have the mind of God, yes, to be amen. seeking the will of God, to have godly counsel around them. Amen. 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 And we want them to be able to operate in that wisdom boldly mm -hmm. and stand up for righteousness. Praise God. Amen. And so our prayers do make a difference. Your prayers make a difference. We're all in this together as believers. And we need to realize how important and how much impact that our prayers individually have on the outcome of what happens in our nation. That's right. I remember something one well-known minister uh, told one time when the Lord Jesus came to him. And he told him, and this was back in the 1970s, uh, when President Nixon, when we had the whole Watergate scandal and all that thing happening, the, the Lord told him that he was gonna hold the church responsible mm -hmm. for not praying. In other words, it shouldn't have happened how it happened. And if the church would have been praying back then, it wouldn't have happened that way. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things riding on this upcoming election. Yes. Are more godly people going to be put in office? Or are more wicked people, godless people, going to be put in office? Well, remember, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen. But as... We get stronger as I'm stronger, as she's stronger, as you're stronger, then the body of Christ gets stronger. That's right. And all local churches and ministries and, 
every one that's lifting up the name that's above every name, it's so critical at this time. So don't allow the devil to tell you that your prayer life and praying for this nation is of no value because the, because that's a lie. That's right. right out of the devil. Amen. That's right out of his playbook. He wants to defeat you with doubt and unbelief and stop you before you ever go into that's your right. prayer closet. And there's no truth in him whatsoever anyway. There isn't. Jesus said <laughs> that there is no truth in the devil. So why would we why would we believe him or want to believe him rather? We shouldn't. So we have an exhortation here that as we pray, putting first things first, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Amen. Now, what does that tell us? That means we that, have a responsibility to uh, to pray. Whatever we pray about, is, you know, we'll receive the answers thereof. Exactly. Exactly. So we so, have a part to play in this and a part to play. And God a wants to play and a part to pray. Does God want us to, to have a quiet and peaceable life? The answer is yes, of very course. obvious. And we want yes, to. And we want to. We must remember that That's as right. we're looking at the scriptures. God would never tell us about his intentions and his will mm -hmm. for us to walk out on planet Earth if it really wasn't his will Amen. in the first place. But I think also too, honey, it's easy to complain about these things. It you sure know, the is. The Bible isn't says it? we're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to make a intercession, supplications, prayers, and giving of thanks for all men. And that's for every. That's for all people, really. Right. And then for those that are in authority over us, we're supposed to continue to do that. And the reason for that is because, again, we'll lead a quiet and peaceable life. So what we do affects, and what we do in the spiritual realm will affect us in the natural realm. And I think it, again, it's so easy to get caught up in the complaining, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or you don't like this one, or you don't like that one. But we have to weigh the good and the bad. We have to weigh the platforms. We have to weigh what's happening in our you know, our states and our, our nation. And I think it's, uh, we have the most authority where we live. We, yes, we do pray we for other countries. Mm -hmm. You know, we pray for other leaders in other nations because they can impact us as well. But also too, um, let's, let's channel our frustration, so to speak, the energy that we might spend complaining into praying. Into productive praying. That's right. Faith-filled praying. We're going to talk about that today. Amen. Productive praying. So God wants us to lead a quiet and peaceable life. That's God wants us to be able to get the gospel out. Amen. Now, when wicked people are, are in leadership, mm -hmm. it's quite obvious the gospel is hindered. That's right. And that's another reason why we're praying is because the gospel needs to go forth. That's right. Jesus Amen. is coming soon. But before he that's comes, right. there's a harvest to come in. Mm -hmm. That harvest will not come in if we don't allow the freedom of the gospel to go forth as it could. That's right. And how is that going to happen? By us praying, by us voting, by us occupying until he come. Amen. So we all have a position. We all have a place. We all have a race empowered by the grace of God to be able to do what we need to do in these last, last days mm -hmm. because we're living at the last of the last days. Yes, we are. And Jesus is coming soon mm -hmm. and we need to be ready. I said, we need to be ready. Yes, we do. And a person that's seeking God and following after the scriptures as best they can is in the place that God wants them to be. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. That's Amen. good news. It's very good news. So we're going to look at this as far as praying. He said there, of course, in verse eight there, first Timothy chapter two, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Mm -hmm. Well, we shouldn't doubt when we go to, to prayer because 
we're praying on the basis of the word. Faith begins where the will of God's known. And so we pray on the basis of the written word of God to know what his will is. His will is, is for us to be able to get the gospel out. His will is, is for godly leadership to be prevalent and in place across mm-hmm. the land right. from, from the White House all the way down to the state local levels. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So we need to take this seriously. Very Praise serious. God. Yes. And uh, I believe many, many Christians are because they see all the stuff going on nowadays. And right. we need to look into the scriptures and we can see a pattern throughout the word of God in the Old Testament. Now, of course, 1 Corinthians 10, we're told that the things that were written for us were in samples or examples for us. The things that happened to Israel in the Old Testament, we need to learn from those things. Mm-hmm. As one uh, wisdom-filled person has aptly said, they said, those who don't learn from the history are destined to repeat it. So we don't want to just repeat history. It's like the children of Israel. They went around that mountain for 40 years Mm -hmm. when they in some 11 days could have went directly from Egypt across the Red Sea and into the land of promise. But there was so much doubt and unbelief that they didn't do that. And most all of them died in the wilderness. So we need to learn from this Mm -hmm. so that we do not repeat History. That's right. History can be changed. Learn from our mistakes. Right. We want to learn from our mistakes. We need to learn from our mistakes. Mm -hmm. I remember... Spiritual and and physical. (laughs) You better believe it. (laughs) I've made mistakes. (laughs) I know you have too. I'm sure you have. Uh, I can't speak for you, obviously. (laughs) But all of us have made mistakes. Uh, After we come to Jesus, we're, 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 we're getting our bearings spiritually, so to speak. And... We have to learn the ways of God. We need to change the way we're thinking. That's why we go to the Word of God, to learn how to think like God thinks. But we still make mistakes. God forgives us when we sin. Amen. Praise God for the blood of Jesus. Amen. But God wants us to lead a victorious life because He's purchased victory for us. So in these last days, we don't have anything to be afraid of. That's right. Because our trust is in the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to keep our eyes upon him. Mm-hmm. That's right. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So let's look at something from the Old Testament, from uh, the book of Second Chronicles, about the life of one king of Judah, and his name was Asa. Asa, it says here in Second Chronicles, and if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them up. It tells about the reign of Asa in Second Chronicles chapter 14, 15, and 16. And then you could also read in First Kings chapter 15, there's, a, there's a, uh, several verses in there that uh, spotlight some very important, significant things also about his reign. But here in Second Chronicles 14, let's start in verse 1, and let's learn as we're looking through these scriptures about some history, all right? It says in verse 1, it says, So Abijah slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the city of David. And Asa, his son, reigned in his stead. In his days, the land was quiet ten years. And Asa did that which was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. Now, let me pause for just a moment here. Because as we look back over the history of the Old Testament, We saw good kings, bad kings, good kings, bad kings, good judges, bad judges through the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Now, 
as we look at these, we see that they had certain things in common. When they were seeking God, when they were taking down the idols and the false gods and uh, the immorality in the land, that they begin to blossom. That's right. The nation, when they turned to God, when they got in a desperate situation, they turned things around by seeking God. And we're going to see this in the following verses. Yes. So we learn from this, all right? Amen. As long as they sought the Lord, they were, they were made to prosper. That's right. That's right. And we're going to look at this scripture here in just a moment. But in verse 3, it says, For he took away the altars of the strange gods and the high places and break down the images and cut down the groves. And all kinds of false gods in the land. And so Asa was going to do an about face. And in his 41 year reign, the first year, first 10 years, because he had pockets and we'll get, as we see in this uh, uh, sessions here mm -hmm. in the future, because we can't get to all of it today, we're going to see that Asa started out good. He was probably about eight years old or so when he came to reign. But look what it says. The scripture tells us he did good. And this was probably because he was looking for counsel and guidance from the priest of God. All right? Mm -hmm. So he did that which is good and right in the eyes of the Lord. He took down all the altars of the strange gods, the high places, break down the images, and cut down the groves. Now notice verse 4. It says, And commanded Judah to seek the Lord God of their fathers. See, God had made promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God remembered this, as you see, and is brought out in other places in the Old Testament, when Israel, because God made a covenant initially with Abraham after the fall of man and such, God made a covenant with him. And it was reckoned to him for righteousness because God called Abram out of the Ur of the Chaldees to a land of promise, to a land he didn't know where he was going at the time. But God gave him a promise that he was going to eventually have seed that was going to be as the sand on the seashore and as the stars of heaven. And God kept his word. But in between Abram, which later his name was changed to Abraham from father of nations to father of many nations. God did that, by the way. But you see the ebb and the flow all the way up to this time of Asa to where Israel at different times, again, they went away from God. And at other times, when they came back to God, you see the reversal of different things happened in the nation mm -hmm. of Israel. Mm -hmm. That's why we're looking at this, because this is really important for such a time as that we're now living. So they, he commanded, now think about this, the king commanded Judah to seek the Lord God of their fathers and to do the law and the commandments. And he took away out of all the cities of Judah, the high places and the images and the kingdom was quiet before him. In other words, they had peace, right? And he built fenced cities in Judah for the land had rest and had no war in those years because the Lord, get that? The Lord had given him rest. Amen. Now, how important is that now? Can you imagine that if we had our president, current president, President Trump, if he, not just for himself, was seeking God, but he came out with a decree to say, 
Okay, everyone, if you live in the United States of America, we, I, I, because I am the president, and of course he's not a king, we don't live under that anymore, how the king used to operate in an authoritarian way. But imagine if he said, I command you to seek the Lord God. We're going to start implementing everything that would have to do with upholding righteousness, the ways awesome. of heaven. If you let our, your imagination run for a little bit, boy, what a different world we'd be <laughs> in right. here in the United States. Amen? Amen. Well, that's not the case right now. Obviously, we know that. But that does not take away from the fact that as we see here, the command that Asa gave to Judah to seek the Lord God of their, their fathers that God was going to bring a blessing to them. And honey, is the scripture you brought out about God prospering, and we're going to see this in here, that when you start seeking God, God's the protector and the provider of our lives. And even in this turbulent time we're living in now, again, we have nothing to be afraid of, yeah. but we need That's to be right. knowledgeable about the written word of God, mm -hmm. the promises of God, and do our best as believers to be a practicer of the Word of God. Because if That's we right. practice and we have the right habit, which we're, it's a godly spiritual habit, mind you, not a dead habit, of seeking God, that's important. Because that's right. the Scriptures tell us that when we seek God, that we're going to find Him. Mm -hmm. Now, there's several Scriptures we can look at. But imagine that if everybody was just seeking God. What if all the Christians in America begin to seek God? according to the Bible standards of seeking God. It'd be a totally different place. That's right. Now let me add this, and honey, then if you want to read Jeremiah 29, we're going to read uh, over there in the book of Jeremiah 29. You can turn there in your Bibles. But seeking God is not a casual thing. Seeking God is not, I'm watching television and I'm praying. Mm -hmm. That's not what the Bible <laughs> is referring to of the type of seeking God that's going to get answers from heaven. Seeking God means that He is at the frontlets of your thinking, of your thought life, and in your prayer closet, you're not filled with all kinds of distractions. That's right. Because perhaps one of the number one things that is the problem with us in America today is we have so many toys, so many gadgets, so many things with these smartphones they can be a blessing, but they also can be a nemesis to our life that we can get easily distracted. So Got to see what's on Facebook, uh, what's on Messenger. Uh, do I have emails? Mm -hmm. uh, so easy. To. So easy to do that. And I'm not vilifying anyone for doing that because there's a lot of good things that they provide. Yeah. But one of the things that is a great nemesis to many a believer in getting them sidetracked of putting first things first is... Seeking God the Bible way. Amen. And when we're seeking God, we're, we got our focus totally upon Him. Yes, amen. In our prayer closets. Uh, I'll bring up an illustration about that, but why don't you go ahead yeah. and, and I bring read it. I want to read Scripture here. Um, quickened about the Scripture. It's in Job 22, verse 21 says, yeah. Acquaint now thyself with Him, and be at peace, and thereby good shall come unto thee. You think about when you go out to lunch with a friend or go grab a cup of coffee, it's really important and respectful that you set your sight, you give them your full attention. Yeah. 
Have you ever noticed you're talking to somebody and they're looking over your shoulder and they're you know, thinking, <laughs> are they even paying attention to me? Whether they're a friend or they're an acquaintance, or maybe you just met someone. But yeah. if you just met someone, don't know them really well, you can kind of feel like, well, this person really doesn't have my best interest at heart or, or maybe they're not really, you know, they're not being very respectful. Yeah. And then with our own friends, we want to do that to people we just meet or even to our friends that we've known right. for a long period of time. Undivided attention. Undivided attention. And, and it says, Receive, I pray thee, the law from thy mouth, and lay up his words in thy heart. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. But it, I, I think about, acquaint now thyself with him, and be at peace. So when you're at peace, you know, the Bible says to be still and know that he is God. We come and set ourselves apart, and we give him our full attention, so that, you know, it's respectful. It's reverence, really, to the, to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Yes. So how much do we do that for our friends and, you know, neighbors perhaps co-workers but mm -hmm. how much more would we do that for the for lord god almighty yeah that's so true acquaint now thyself that is such a wonderful scripture now that's from the book of job come, come and get to know him get to know him get acquainted with him you're only going to do that through the oh, word found. as yes. you pray mm -hmm. and seek his face mm -hmm. and now we've got such a golden opportunity because there's a lot of things god wants to do across this Amen. land there's a lot yes, of things does. souls to come in people healed and delivered, Yes. but so many distractions. We're not going to get acquainted with someone if we don't have dialogue. Mm -hmm. We Let's speak to God, time. God speaks to us, but it takes yes. the investment of time. Yes it, yes, it does. And spending time and waiting on God. Just waiting on Him. The Bible talks about in the book of Isaiah, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Mm -hmm. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, Amen. right? Amen. So when we come and we wait before him in our prayer closet, because Jesus said that when we pray, that we need to go to our prayer closet and that the God who sees us in our prayer closet will reward us openly. Yes, amen. He'll reward us openly. Yes, that's right. He hasn't forgot any of your prayers that you prayed no. according to the word of God yes, through the not. years. You might've been praying for your children. You might've been praying about certain things that, transpire over a period of time or God has to have time in this world to work things out. Mm -hmm. Thank God for the instantaneous, but many things we live in this world of time. God doesn't live in the world of time. It takes time for the plan of God to come to pass in our life. Yes, it does. That's why we're told so many times in the scriptures to not faint in our minds mm -hmm. because as it says there in Hebrews eleven six, it says without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh unto God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that what? Diligently, Diligently seek him. him. Mm -hmm. Diligently seek him. That's the key. Diligently seek him. Well, if we're going to seek him, we have to seek him in faith. Yes. And one thing I like too, you know, there's that saying that says, there's that saying that goes, you know, the Lord's never early, seldom early, never late, but he's always on time with his prayer answers. Yes. It's just a prayer and that's why, but again, when it's a serious conversation, when it's a serious thing, we want to go about it with seriousness and respectfulness and reverence to the Lord to that's let right. him know how serious we are. Reverence. And I think uh, reverence. And I think when people don't spend that time, like you're saying, honey, yes, we can pray mm -hmm. anywhere. You can pray in the shower, driving, mm -hmm. uh, under your breath, you know, pray while you're, you know, watching TV, perhaps praying when you're working. But there is that time to separate ourselves and come into that prayer closet, so to speak, or get on your face before the Lord or kneel before the Lord and pray. And, and sometimes I think 
as humans, like you said, with all these distractions, all these conveniences of life, it's easy to get caught up in that and just pray as you go and always be in prayer. That's good. But there's a time where we right. really it set ourselves good. apart, especially in the days ahead. To exactly. hear from the Lord, to get fresh direction, to get, especially when you're pressing in and really believing God for something and really believing God for some answers, or you need to hear from heaven, then let God know, you know, uh, what he means to you and wait on the Lord. The Bible says to wait patiently for the Lord. He's yes. waiting on us, but we want to be waiting on him. Right. And hear from heaven. Amen. And we will. We get acquainted with God. Uh, when we, we, we go to the Father and tell him how much we appreciate him, tell him how much we love him. Yes. And enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Yes, amen. That glorifies the Lord. And that's like a magnet to attract the Lord, his presence more and more on our life. Mm -hmm. When we're praising God, not complaining, but praising, that brings the very presence of God in a greater and greater right. way upon our life. That's right. And it's so important right now in the time we live, we need all that God has for us. Yeah. We need to hear from heaven. And yeah. we do need to pray as we go. We can right. pray in the spirit and praise God as we go. But I'm talking about when we're seeking God in our prayer closet, when we yes, are seeking yes, him yes, yes. and him alone. And what, you know, and I think about too, sometimes we don't wait long enough on the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, Very wait, true. you know, pray until the anointing comes. Pray until the burden lifts. Pray until the grieving and maybe in your soul or you feel, you, mm -hmm. you can feel burdened. We, we've been feeling that last few days just with what's going on and, and, uh, you know, in our, in our society. And then also too, being here in Oregon, you know, with the fires and so forth. And there was just a real burden to pray. Mm -hmm. And it's we don't want to take that lightly because Sorry. the Lord we're you know we're touching the hem of we're touching His hem of His garment and we're connecting here on earth what's taking place because the Bible says Thy kingdom come Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven right and if we bind whatever's on the earth and heaven backs us up and if whatever we loose on earth heaven backs us up That's right. so it's really important that we wait until the answer you know the answer comes or you feel the burden lift or you feel joy in your soul, um, or the anointing comes, or His glory of His presence shows up. Sometimes we don't just wait long enough for the Lord. That's right. And that's really important. It's good to seek the Lord, and that's the point that we're trying to drive here in a good way. You know, sometimes people are like, well, I, I saw the Lord, and I, and I know the Bible says He heard my cry, you know, He heard my cry, my heart, but search Him with all your heart. Yes. Can I read you, that yeah, there in go Jeremiah? Ahead. Yeah, Let's read go that ahead in Jeremiah 29, mm -hmm. starting with verse 10. It Great says, scripture. for thus saith the Lord that after 70, 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Then shall he call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you and seek me and you shall seek me and find me when you shall search me with all of your heart. So yes. we're very familiar with Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, but what precedes that verses ten, twelve, and thirteen are are really key. Yes, are really really key. Yeah, that's the that's the answer right there. Yeah, because and they were going so. into captivity. Plan on it, even though there were false prophets mm -hmm. that said, "No, you know, it's not going to happen." Well, it was going to happen. Yes, but in the midst of that, God blessed them. And help them 
to realize that after 70 years of captivity, they were going to be returned back to their land. Yes. But let me look read, at the let key. Me, let me read verse 14. <laughs> okay, so, you know, we're supposed to call upon him. We're supposed to pray. We're supposed to seek him with and search him with all of our heart. That's right. That's waiting on the Lord. And, verse, and then, oh, let me, you want to read this here? Yeah. Okay. Put that in there. Okay. And uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to slip uh, Psalm 119, verse 2. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. Again, it's searching him with our whole heart. That's it's right. seeking him with our whole heart. It's not casual seeking, mind you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So verse 14 of Jeremiah 29 says, And I will be found of you, saith the found. Lord. See, we wait on the Lord. We search him with our whole heart. Then he answers us. Right. He gives us that answer. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord. I will turn away your captivity. He, so he's listening He's responding, and then he's yes. given them, um, he's given them direction, he's given them guidance, he's given them counsel, what they need to do in the days ahead. He's given them the answers by the Holy Ghost, and I will turn away your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whether I have driven you, saith the Lord. I will bring you again into the place where I've caused you to be carried away captive. Well, Amen. he allowed it to happen because yes. of their sin or because of their high and mightiness, whatever happened there. A combination of yes. things, but as they sought the Lord again, they made, He made them to prosper. That's he right. He gave them answers. Yeah, and the key there, as you shared, honey, is there in verse thirteen, and ye shall seek me, and find, find me. me. Amen. Jesus, our Lord, said, "He that seeketh findeth." Yes, amen. To him that knocketh, right? Yes. The door shall be, be opened, open. right? For everyone that asketh, receiveth. He that seeketh findeth. Yes, amen. And to him that knocketh, the door shall be opened. Yes, Lord. Amen. So that's the type of persistence, because the Bible yes. talks about persistence, that we need to have when we're really devoted to seeking God. Perhaps you've heard people talk about that in testimonies about somebody who had a mighty answer to prayer. Well, what happened? How'd they get the breakthrough? Mm -hmm. They sought God with all their heart, and they said, I'm going to take hold of you. Lord, and I'm going to get in my prayer closet and I'm going to pray until, until. you pray have until. to have that until mentality settled in your spirit. Yes, you because do. some of these things we have as a matter of intercession, we keep praying like we're talking about praying for our nation. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, a dear yes. friend of ours, minister of the gospel, has had so many different encounters with the Lord very real and very vivid. But when he goes into his prayer closet to pray, precious man of God, he turns out the light and he'll pray in there for hours in the spirit. Mm -hmm. And as in a place of holiness, God will hear him yes, and amen. come visit him. But he was telling me, and he's told me this several different times in conversation, he said, in some of these dramatic ways in which the Lord, whether appearing to him, or speaking to him in some dramatic ways, he said, I was always in a place of holiness. Mm -hmm. And when he's in the prayer closet, and this might really help you and encourage you too. This is all to encourage. Yes, amen. Turn out the light where you can't be distracted. Mm -hmm. He was telling one time about how it just all lit up, just like a light was on in that room, and the Lord Jesus came in there and filled that room mm -hmm. with his mighty presence. Amen. Well, that's the type of seeking yeah. that we have to have that's in the this type hour. Of light. That we can have. Yes, the, that's the, <laughs> the true light. <laughs> that lighteth every man that cometh into this world, it says there in John's gospel. Amen. But the point is this, is that when we seek him with all of our heart, 
All of our heart has everything to do with, it's not just a casual way of doing it. And so much has been detrimental in the lives we now live is people are el casual mm -hmm. about the ways of God. Mm -hmm. about, and we're wanting to, for God to keep coming down further and further to us yes, yes. to change for us instead of us change our ways to ascend and reach out and seek Him. Mm -hmm. Because the Bible tells us in James, draw nigh to God and He'll draw nigh to us. Yes, Draw Lord, nigh yes. to God and He'll draw yeah, nigh to Lord's us. The Lord's not going to change for us. He's not going to change. No, he's, he's laid it all out in His Word and that's why we need to come to Him as He is. That's right. And we need to seek him while he may be found. Acquaint yes. now thyself with him. And so good's going to come. So again, it's like being on, you know, listening to the radio and you're thinking, well, you know, mm -hmm. maybe the call letters of the station are 104.1 and you're on 103.9 and you can't figure out why you're not hearing. That's right. Well, we have to tune into the frequency of heaven. We have to tune into the frequency of his word and That's get right. on his frequency. Get That's on the right. wavelength of the Lord and not expect Him to conform to our ways, but we have to conform to, to His, the, his ways. ways. That's right. That's, where, that's what Romans 12 talks about. That's right. a different subject. But that's why sometimes we have to tune that's in exactly to what right. He's doing and come to the Lord in His way and what He's given us and laid out, you know, He's laid out those instructions in His Word for us to That's right. Sometimes we're, 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 we're waiting on God to change, saying, God, we're waiting on you. And like Very you brought true. out earlier... He's waiting on us. Perhaps you're out there today, and as we're discussing this, like the scripture we just read there in Jeremiah, I know the thoughts I think towards you, thoughts of peace, to give you an expected end there in Jeremiah 29, 11. God has an expected end for all of us. He does. It's not a He wants us. It's good. God doesn't want your life to end on earth tragically and end up going to hell. Perhaps you're out there today and you're saying, Brother Pastor, I don't know that if I died today that heaven would be my home. Well, there is a real heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God's raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. There's a spiritual revolution that takes place on the inside of us when we get born again. That's what the Bible calls it. When we come to a saving knowledge of Jesus, we get saved. We get a new nature on the inside. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you're out there today and you'd say, I don't know Jesus like that. I've never had that type of change happen in my life. I went to church, said prayers, tried to be a good person. But let me tell you out there that you don't go to heaven because we're a good person. None of us do. We come because of the shed blood of Jesus that we take personally and make him our savior because he is the only savior. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is the way, the truth, and life. And no man comes to the Father but through him. So would you open up your heart today if you're out there or perhaps you've walked with God, but you're in a backslidden condition. I want to take this opportunity right now to lead you to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now you have to mean this out of your heart as you say it with your mouth. Just saying words does not mean anything necessarily. But saying it as a heartfelt <clears throat> meaning, with heartfelt meaning, that will bring change into your life and the Spirit of God will come in and create you anew and He'll forgive you of all your sin and all your past. Amen. Why don't we pray right now? 
Say this after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I come to you. I come to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I ask you today. And I ask you today. To come into my heart. To come into my heart. To forgive me of my sin. To forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me by the blood of the Lord Jesus. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. As I receive him right now. As I receive him right now. As my personal Savior. As my personal Savior. I believe. I believe. That he has been raised from the dead. That he has been raised from the dead. And I believe. And I believe. Him. Him. To be to be the only savior the only savior according to the word of god according to the word of god the word of god says that the word of god says that and i believe it and i believe it so i receive jesus now so i receive jesus now i ask you lord i ask you lord to cleanse me to cleanse me to make me new to make me new in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Accept me in your family. Accept me in your family. And I know you do. And I know you do. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I ask all of that. I ask all of that. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Now, if you prayed that prayer, praise God. That's awesome. Yes. Because God loves you. That's the first step of the rest of your spiritual life, walking with God. Mm -hmm. Now, we have some materials we'd like to send with you. If you prayed that prayer or you rededicated your life to help you on your new journey with the Lord. It's important for you to find a good local church that you can be a part of, that you can have a good fellowship with, because you need that to grow in the Lord. You need a good right. Bible-believing local church, spirit-filled, preaches the Word of God, believes that the Word of God is God's Word, and it's not changing. And get yourself a Bible, too. Get yourself a Bible. So please contact us. You can see the website there on the screen, www.alfc.net. You can call us at 503-692-9673. Email us even at uh, alfc at alfc.net, all right? There's a variety of ways you can contact us, but we do want to send you some materials. And uh, praise God, it will help you in your walk. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, at this time, we're going to receive communion together once again today. If you have those, the cup and the bread, let's receive this right now. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Honey, do you want to pray over the bread today? Yes. This represents the broken body for our physical healing. And then I'll pray over the cup, sure. which represents the spilled blood of Jesus that made us possible for us to come into the Father's family yes, Lord. and be united with Thank Him. You, Jesus. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And Father, we're so thankful that you sent your Son to die on the cross for our sins, but not only for our sins, but Father, for all of our sicknesses and diseases. Yes, and He Father, took upon, Jesus took upon Himself all of our diseases and sicknesses so that we could have life. And Father, we, as we take this bread right now, we put ourselves in remembrance of what he's done. We put ourselves in remembrance of the Lord's table. And we don't take it in an unworthily manner by not putting ourselves in remembrance, but re, uh, reflecting on what yes, he's done do. and thank receiving you. what he's done for us. <clears throat> so we thank you, Father, for any person that needs healing in their body right now. This is, this is a way to be healed. It's a, a way. It's not the way. It's, the only, it's not the only way, but it's a way. And so, Father, yes. we, but we thank you for that right now. We're so thankful and grateful for the body that was broken for us at Calvary. And Jesus rose on the third day that we could have healing for our bodies. Yes. And since he took upon himself all of those sicknesses and diseases besides sins, we don't have to carry. We that's don't right. have to have those in our body. And Thank Father, you. that's why we receive yeah. this right now. We say, I believe I receive my healing according to the word of God as I partake of this bread. And we thank you, Lord, for manifesting your healing power. Jesus. It's a done deal at Calvary, but we receive it by faith yes, as a gift do. from heaven for yes, us today. Do. Nothing that we could earn to do that. 
But Father, we thank you, Lord, for healing necks today, healing bodies. I specifically heard necks. So the Lord showed Jesus me that. Name. So receive that for you today. Yes, necks, you, troubles, stiffness, whatever. And Father, we thank you for your healing power from the top of our head to the yes. tip of our toes, working abundantly and mightily. In Jesus' name, we receive Hallelujah. fully. Hallelujah. Let's go yes, and take Lord. a knee. In Jesus thank name. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your healing Jesus power. Name. If that was you out there with neck problems, any type of neck mm -hmm. problem, neck pain, receive your healing right, right now in Jesus' name and thank the Lord for thank that. You, Lord, for and that. let us know about that. Mm -hmm. We've had some marvelous testimonies about healing and God's healing yeah. power. There's no distance in the realm of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. So praise God, let us know if that's you out there. And it doesn't just mean necks for anything. Yep. Anything yep. that you have need of. Uh, if for healing in your physical body, praise God. Amen. This cup right here represents the spilled blood. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, that's where we find the bread and the cup told in the New Testament, one place. And it tells us that this was spilled for the remission of our sins. This represents what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. So as we received this, this gave us the ability to receive eternal life and be born again our sins to be washed away, and for us as believers, as we walk in this world as Christians, to receive forgiveness from God, according to 1 John 1, 9. Mm -hmm. So as we receive this, let's thank him for the remission thank of sins. Lord. Amen. Our sins in the New Testament are not covered. They're cleansed. They're blotted out. They're removed. There's no yes. guilty stain, washed praise away. God. They're all gone. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. The scripture tells us he casts our sins as far as the east is from the west. Don't let past sins that are already under the blood dog you. Don't let the devil tell you that you're not forgiven. Amen. Go to the Word of God where it says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He restores righteousness, consciousness. Mm -hmm. Praise God. And then forgive yourself. Yes. So many times we need to do that. Yeah. We need to well, say, Lord... When you miss it. When yeah, you miss it. Yeah. We, we say, Lord... Forgive me, yes, forgive and me. then, Lord, I forgive myself because yes, sometimes amen. we can beat ourselves up mm -hmm. unjustly about our past mistakes. Don't yes. let the devil do that to you. Amen. When you get sins under the blood, they're gone. Amen. Father, we do thank you for this cup yes, and what it do. represents. We thank you today as we receive this. Lord, we thank you for transformational change yes. of enlightenment that comes to us mm -hmm. about understanding in a greater depth what the precious blood of Jesus did for us. Thank We're you, so Lord. thankful and yes. so grateful, and we appreciate what you did, Father God, through the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. The Lord is so good, isn't he? Yes, he is. He's good all the time, mm -hmm. for the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. We are so glad you were with us today. We encourage you, keep the switch of faith turned on. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Go out the highways and the byways and believe God for doors open where you can tell others about the faith you have in Jesus, what he's done for you. Your testimony is important and we encourage you to share it with others, what God has done for you. Amen. Until next, next time, we love you. God loves you. Jesus is alive and well. He's coming soon mm -hmm. and we need to be ready for his soon return. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.